Hi, my name is Hans-Peter Meyer, and you're listening to the Lyft Startups podcast series, all about the entrepreneurs, creatives, and small businesses who are growing the next economy on Vancouver Island. Hello, hello. Hey, Yanni. How are you? I'm good. And everybody, uh, right now, today I'm talking to Yanni Martinez of Panther Workwear. Uh, but before we get into the full Lyft podcast interview, uh, Yanni, you've got something special to tell us uh, about. So go ahead, tell us about it. I do. Um, there is a special sale going on for this month of April. Um, and all the winter jackets and the snow pants are 25% off for normal people. And they're 30% off for all Lyft VIPs. Super. Okay, now how would they? Uh, how can people find out about this or, or access this uh, this sale? Well, either you can check it out online on my website, which is pantherworkwear.ca. Um, find out on Facebook or Instagram under Panther Workwear. Uh, for anybody in the Comox Valley, um, anybody is welcome to stop by my house and try everything on, so you don't have to guess sizes and have to do returns and also not pay for shipping, which is pretty cool. And you get to hang out with me for a little while, which is also pretty exciting. Uh, I would um, agree. Uh, <laughs> what's your phone number? In case, like, you would, are you open to people calling you or texting? Yeah, you? absolutely. Uh, it's seven seven eight two three nine two seven five one, and okay. people can also send me a text or on Facebook or send me an email to info at pantherworkwear.ca. Cool. Now we're going to be, we're just going to take a short break and then we'll be right back when we resume the Lyft podcast interview with Yanni Martinez of Panther Workwear. Sounds great. Hey, Yanni. Hello, hello. So I know Yanni because she contacted me, I think. Uh, yeah. I think you contacted me. You're you're uh, uh, one of the young entrepreneurs in our region. Um, you've got a great attitude. But uh, why don't you tell us about what your business is, who you are, where you came from, that kind of stuff. Well, my business is Panther Workwear. Um, It's a business for, I carry workwear. Um, It's actually Italian made. So it's sort of the Ferrari of pants, what I mostly do. And um, I'm a carpenter's apprentice. And about a year and a half ago, I needed new pants. And the pants that were available to me here were very expensive and didn't weren't that great a quality. So when I went to visit my family in Germany, um, I said to my mom, let's go shopping. I need new pants. And we found these amazing pants. They're called bricklayer pants. And I came back to work here and I was working at the new hospital site and everybody loved my pants and they all wanted their own pair. And I thought, well, that kind of sucks to be you because they're not available here but you kept asking <laughs> so um i figured i should maybe start my own business and bring them in and see how that goes so here we are so uh, w- when was that like the spring of 2017 uh i think that was the summer of 2016 uh-huh. that's when i brought the pants back and then i got my first shipment of pants I think in late October in 2017. Oh, sorry, 2016. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. what makes these these the because it's not just pants. You've got jackets. You've got yeah. I've, I've got a, I I got a pair of your overalls. You've got all kinds of gear. What makes this stuff uh, special? Well, first it it looks good. 
you know, you can go to work and you can feel confident in your work, obviously, in your skill, but you can also feel confident because you look good and you represent yourself in the company you work for in a proper way, you know, rather than going to work and going to work at somebody's house and looking like a slob with torn up pants and shirts. Um, you know, that I find that's not a great way to represent yourself and your skills. So um, they look great. Um, they're great quality. They're most of them are a cotton polyester mix, which makes them a lot more durable, a lot more flexible, breathable, a lot more abrasion resistant as well. Mm-hmm. And they're great value. I mean, the most popular pair of the brick layer pants, you can insert knee pads and they have these pull out pockets. You can pull them out when you need them and tuck them back in when you're done with them. And they're only 78 bucks. And so how that's long? Incredible. And, and, and how does that compare to the, the competition price wise? Um, Heli Hansen's got a similar pair and they're $115. Whoa. And they're, from what I've heard, when I asked some of my clients who also had those Heli Hansen pants, they, they were not so impressed. Right. Yeah. But mo- most people that I'm seeing are, are using Carhartt. So that, that's kind of like the, the work gear that most yes. people have. How, how do they compare with those? Um, the Panther workwear gear is a lot more sleek, I find. Um, it's a lot more adapted to your body. I mean, it's Italian made and, you know, Italians, they don't make things like North Americans do where like Carhartts, they're very boxy, they're very wide and they're very stiff. Whereas these ones are soft and pliable right from the beginning. And they actually, you know, follow the line of your body a little bit. So uh, who's buying your legs? (laughs) Who's buying your product or who do you see as your target market? Um, Primarily construction, um, but it's really not limited to that. I've had a lot of yesterday a lady was here and she's into gardening and she found a pair and she's in love with it. And um, really, it's great for anything. I wear when I wear jeans, it's dressing up for me now because Mm -hmm. and Heather gets really excited because I never wear jeans anymore because they're super uncomfortable compared to the to my gear. (laughs) So, yeah, like. From construction to gardening to just doing things in your house, you need extra pockets or you like cargo pants. Uh, that's great. I have a few people who are teachers and they wear them to school every day. It's really for anybody who just needs a good pair of pants and loves a few pockets. Yeah, I, I agree. They're they're very stylish and they're really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, you're primarily selling like in person and, and you're selling some stuff online. Yes. Uh, how is like, where are most sales happening right now? Definitely personal. Yeah. I do see a fair amount of traffic on the website. So I'm very glad it exists because a lot of people, they, they find it maybe even through uh, the internet. Actually, the lady yesterday, she actually Googled it. She Googled gardening pants Comox and she found me, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm that's very, very excited. Cool. Had <laughs> um, you had you set up your search engine optimization around that? No, I have not. That's why I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, primarily people here. Um, there was a news or a paper article last year, and um, you know things with Lyft through you and word of mouth. So, uh, or any of the shows that I've been to. Um, so people recognize me or the gear. 
and people happily pass it along because they love their pants. And then for people here, they go online, check it all out. And then they realize, oh, I'm in Comox too. And I don't want to pay for shipping. Maybe I can email Yanni and see if we can, if I can go pick them up. And then, which is obviously great. And lots of times people come here and try them on and we get to hang out and they get to go home with great pants. Or just. Are, um, like, so where can people find you? Obviously they can, if, if they Google Comox gardening pants, they're going to come up with you, but the more direct way, what, what's your website? It's uh, pantherworkwear.ca, just like the animal and like workwear. Okay. Or, and... or on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I have the Google page. So if you just Google panther workwear, that should come up. Um, yeah. Those okay. seem to be the ways. And uh, you're also open to getting calls and texts. So why don't oh, you give yes, us your... Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, my number is 778 239-2751. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, you're not just uh, somebody who sells clothes. You, you did mention that, that you're an apprentice. Um, yes. What, what, got, what got you into this, this kind of line of work, and, and, uh, and what do you see yourself doing in five years? Oh, interesting question. Well, um, I never thought I'd be a carpenter because my skills with tools really, really sucked growing up because I never was around that. And, but so I'm German originally and moved here when I was 19. Um, and at some point before we moved to the Valley, we, Heather and I, who's my wife, were volunteering on farms. We were doing the whooping program. Yeah. And it was September and we were at a, on a farm or like a homestead in Chimanus. And the lady there had us do a bunch of carpentry things like fixing up a roof and building a chicken run and I just really quite enjoyed it. And also we were running out of time because it's September and not many farms need volunteers then. We also have a lovely dog. So even less farms want people with a dog. Right. And she just suggested to look into the carpentry schooling. So within a week, uh, we drove up to Comox a couple of times to look at the carpentry program and we found an apartment and we already had all our things and belongings in storage in Abbotsford and all we had was ourselves in the car and what mm -hmm. we could fit in the car so we just drove up here and yeah started a new life here <laughs> and within months you were already you were talking you were looking at importing Italian uh, yeah I guess yeah for... within a year yeah cool yeah definitely oh no hold on that's not true within a couple of years mm -hmm. we've been here for three and a half years now Okay. Yeah, within a couple of years. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's what's the what's your favorite thing about uh, the work you do with Panther Workwear? Um, the people I get to meet because there's so many people who I would never have come across just in normal life. Like the other day, Ted, he's one of my best customers actually. He's a lovely man. And in the fall, he was here and I was trying to get the lawnmower going one last time to, you know, do the last morning of the season. And it just wasn't working. And he helped, tried to help me fix it. And that didn't work either. And then he just said, hey, I'll just bring over mine. And he brought over his lawnmower and he came back to pick it up too. And, you know, you don't meet very, very many people like that. And I thought that was amazing. And I would have otherwise never, ever met him. Mm -hmm. And there are many people like that. And through Lyft, you know, with 
you and all the other entrepreneurs in the community. It's just, you get to meet really, really great people doing, having a little business. So that makes it really fun. <clears throat> well, you certainly bring a lot of um, great energy to this and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. What are, th- what are some things that people don't know about your business? Uh, that we exist. <laughs> that you, you exist. No, well, let's say they, they know you exist. They, they, they know that you sell workwear. What, what are some things that, that we don't know about you? About me or the business in particular? Uh, about you or particularly the business. Maybe there's some kind of service or some item that, that we don't know about that you want to highlight or something like that. Hmm, interesting. Well, right now they're winter jackets, um, which is kind of exciting. It's the first time I've brought those in. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally just that the pants are, are for everybody. They're not just for the heavy duty construction worker that they can really be beneficial to, to anybody who wants a good pair of pants. Um, and they're also really great t-shirts, which I love the, the cool dry t-shirts. So they dry even faster than normal polyester and they keep you kind of warm when it's cool and they keep you cool when it's warm. That's pretty neat. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so what's something or some things that are something quirky that most people don't know about you? <laughs> well, I'm German, so that already makes me weird, I think. Yeah, um... <laughs> I, I would agree. I've got German background, but there's so many people with German background here. I don't know if you can say that's quirky. So, No, definitely. Um, I, my, my life very much resolve, revolves around food. Um, I'm also really? the only one in my you don't, family you don't look who is like, like it, that. You know? But just kind of funny. And I know I'm not adopted, but it is kind of funny. Uh-huh. Like, if I don't know where my next meal is coming from, I get really worried and nervous. Oh. Yeah. So what's that so, like for Heather? Um, she's okay with it. I eat most of our food budget. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she likes it because she knows there's we're never going to have no food. There's always mm. going to be something around to eat. Okay, yeah. so that, that that's a good thing to know. If we're going to invite yeah. you over, we need to have lots of food. Yeah, and you can always win me. Yeah, you can, you need a favor or you want me to do something or help you. Food is a great way to, it's a good way to my heart. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to move into the next question here. So it, it's, uh, what was your biggest failure and what did it teach you? See, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, and I think I've been really, really fortunate in my life so far that I haven't really had any life altering things happen to me Mm -hmm. or that I have done to, to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking further, which I know it kind of makes me sound douchey, but I really mean it. And then also I was thinking about what failure even means. And so I had to Google it because I didn't really know. And it says lack of success. Well, lack of success to me, I'm, you know, I've had many of those where, you know, playing professional basketball growing up and in sports and school and all sorts of things, um, you know, where maybe we didn't succeed because we lost. But to me, that isn't really a failure. It's just a step towards growing and getting better and another step towards succeeding. Mm hmm. So I feel like a big failure I haven't had. Um, but in the end, anytime I was not successful, um, I think it's just to keep going and 
do what you do best. And if you're not good at something yet, then there's no reason to not be, to not get better at it, you know, and just to keep going. Okay. How old are you? I'm 26. No, I'm 25. I'm turning 26. When's your, <laughs> when's your birthday? July 2nd, 1992. Okay. Yeah. Um, have mentorship or community played a role in, in your successes? Absolutely. Um, so for Panther Workwear, absolutely. I mean, without the community, I think I'd be pretty hooped. Because the, especially through Lyft, I mean, that gives you amazing access to all sorts of fabulous um, entrepreneurs in the community. And I think that's the key to any success that you have a great, uh, that you have great people around you who can support you in what you do. And, you know, if you're struggling with anything, you can go out and ask somebody who's maybe been through that or who has more experience than you um, or somebody who does something totally different and maybe hasn't even done it, but, people just have all sorts of ideas, which is amazing that I would have never come up with. And so, so in that sense, yeah, it's huge. Absolutely. Um, totally different kind of question here. Mm-hmm. What was, what was your favorite book as a child? The giver. I actually forgot the, uh, I forgot the name of it earlier. So I had to re-Google it. Um, but yeah, The Giver, have you read it? I don't think so, but so who, who's it written by, do you know? Yes, hold on. <laughs> I had to Google that too. Um, by Lois Lowry. And I what's the story about? Oh, it's this dystopian um, community or world where in the beginning it sounds kind of neat, but then it turns out to be not so great where everything is black and white and they took all stress and worry and all emotions out of everybody. And there's this one person, the giver who carries the community's memories and emotions like people there, they don't know what happiness is or stress or sadness or war or playtime, you know, any of the deep emotions that we feel and, experiences that we have in the history that humanity has been through they don't have any of that which sounds kind of neat because it would simplify life a lot but I think it's also really sad but in the end the giver he's really old so they're giving it uh, passing the gift along to a 12 year old and he is totally overwhelmed by all the emotions and everything that he has to take on whether it was happy or sad and in the end, he runs away with his little baby brother because he doesn't want him to go through all that either. Um, and he runs and runs and runs. And at some point, he finds a new community where, the, where it's Christmas, actually, at that time. And he sees Christmas trees and families having happy times for the first time. And that's how it ends. And, and, and what struck you about this book as a child? I think the being different. Mm-hmm. I had to also think about that because I wasn't so sure, but I think being different and just doing something out of the norm um, that is totally unexpected, which I like to do, <laughs> which I probably didn't even know at that point, but turns out that that's what I like to do too. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what's, what's your favorite book now as a, as an adult? 
the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. Wow. It's actually also my, my dad's favorite book for different reasons, I think, but um, it also became my favorite book. And so, it's, about, it's about an underdog, um, an Indian fellow, like an, a native guy, who decides that he's better than what the community can provide for him and what he can succeed or like the kind of life he can lead if he stays and he ends up going to an all white school um that's like 20 kilometers away and many days he walks and or hitch hitches a ride and he's a total underdog and then he isn't liked either in his own community or the other community but this little guy he just keeps on going and against all odds he makes it and is successful at it okay I, I can see why you would like that but you said yeah. your you, th you think your father likes that for different reasons what? yes my dad is a teacher uh, and i can read it to you actually page 98 um he likes it because it very much showcases why he loves teaching um hold on Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. So this guy, he found another boy in this white school and who ended up helping him with all the schoolwork and teaching him mm -hmm. and um, says here, and he certainly helped me through school. He not only tutored and tutored me and challenged me, but he made me realize that hard work, that the act of finishing, of completing, of accomplishing a task is joyous. And that's what my dad teaches. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. <clears throat> what are you reading right now? Right now, it's called Card Postales from Greece. It's a fella, he's traveling through Greece, and he was supposed to go with a girl he loved, and she stood him up, and he sends postcards to the address that he thinks she lives at, but she doesn't actually live there anymore, so we don't know her. And another girl reads all the postcards <laughs> and um, she ends up traveling to Greece and it sort of jumps back and forth between her travels and his. <coughs> cool. so I'm not very far into it yet, but mm -hmm. it's very nice. Okay. Very nice, lighthearted book. Okay. And you get to see the lovely pictures of Greece, which is really nice. And I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say is the smartest thing you've ever done? <clears throat> Um, when I first met Heather in April, six years ago, yeah, so 2012, uh -huh. um, I was supposed to go home three weeks later to go do pre-studies for university to become a teacher, but my visa was good for another seven months. So I wrote a good old pros and cons list. And I decided to stay. And now I'm a permanent resident and we're married and we've bought a house and we have a lovely dog and we've built a life here, which is wow. amazing because my life would be very, very different if I hadn't done that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh -huh. on, the other, on the other side, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done? <laughs> I think it ties in with the next question you're going to ask me which yeah. is the scariest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I would say that was bungee jumping, one of the highest ones in the world in New Zealand, which mm -hmm. is 140 meters 
over a teeny tiny creek. Oh, jeez. And that was scary because unlike skydiving, you actually have to jump by yourself. Right. You know, you're not sitting in someone's lap and they're pushing themselves off the plane and you're just going along for the ride. But you're actually making the conscious decision to jump towards your death and hope that the rope is attached properly and it's going to catch you in time. <laughs> so would you do this again? Um, I think I've done it and I've done one of the highest ones there are. And I don't think I want to do it again, no. Okay. I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to look happily, mm. but I don't. I don't think I need to do that again. Yeah. <clears throat> what new what new belief, behavior, or habit adopted within the last five years is having the most positive impact in your life today? And I must acknowledge that this is I've I've taken this question. It's one of Timothy Ferris's questions. Um, oh yeah. His um, team of or tribe of titans uh, podcast series, but I, I mm-hmm. like the question. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I think it's that good things happen to good people. And maybe not when you expect it, but when you're actually ready for it. You know, like it says in, you said within the last five years, and I think before I never really thought about it because I just did, you know, I did whatever I did and I just kept going with it. Um, But meeting Heather, I think she has a lot of depth in that regard and thinks about things a lot. And yeah, the good things happen to good people when you're ready, you know, sometimes we want something so badly, but it may not be the right time for us to achieve it or get it if it's something, you know, more physical. Um, But let's say the other day, um, I wanted to do the sales course. I'm just gonna say that I think I'm a good person. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to do the sales course with you and Chan there. And $150 at this time is a lot of money for me. And I was really hesitating about buying a ticket. And then Vanessa um, surprisingly had a ticket available and sponsored it to someone, to a young entrepreneur. And I was able to snatch it up and I was able to go anyway, even though I wasn't ready to pay that for myself and to invest in it. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that worked out really great. Yeah, that was that was pretty nice of Joe. Yeah. So that was Vanessa from Sea Salt Design, who's yeah, another Lyft, exactly another Lyft member who uh, mm-hmm. who uh, yeah, had a ticket amazing. that she couldn't use and wanted to pass it on. So that that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah, it was fantastic. So what's the most immediate positive impact of, of, of that kind of thing in your life? Uh, when has when has that belief or that attitude um, helped you in other places? I think it helps me all the time. In general, I don't like to worry about things that I can't change so much or, you know, I'll worry about one step one and two rather than step nine and ten because we're not even there yet. And I think it just eases my mind and maybe through me, Heather's or my friends or whoever, you know, I'm surrounded with that it'll just work out. And but obviously you have to work for it. It doesn't just happen for you. You know, but if you if you do the work and the legwork to to achieve what you want to achieve to get where you're going, that I think along the way things will fall into place for you. Like let's say our house, um, when we bought it two almost two years ago now, 
Heather was always the one who initiated the looking because she really enjoyed it. It became a total hobby for her. But she sort of stopped looking on the weekends um, because not much came up on weekends. And one Saturday, I was like, I kind of feel like looking for houses today. And boom, this one showed up. <laughs> so we, I found it on Saturday. We drove by on Sunday and we put an offer in on Monday with other people who also put an offer in and ours was accepted. And that was amazing. Well, I'm, um, I'm really happy things are working out for you and that you're, this, 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 that this is working out for you. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> besides, you know, having a, a generally positive uh, outlook, what, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs on Vancouver Island? I'd say just to go for it. You know, if to find a community like we have here in the Comox Valley that you've created through Lyft, that is totally a game changer, I think, for anybody wanting to start a business. And I think it's a great idea to start a business when you're young because you don't have all that much to lose. You know, I mean, I'm working hard to make my business successful. But in the end, you know, let's say... let's just be crazy and say, maybe it won't be successful, you know, then it was a great adventure and I tried. And when you're young, that's a great time to do it when you don't have a family and kids yet, you know, that you have to seriously support and you're, you know, you're their rock. So I think to find a community and just go for it. And if maybe there is none, then maybe create one and find people and, and do it together. Okay, cool. And I will say right now, I'll make a, you've been giving lots of plugs for Lyft, so that's cool. Um, we do have uh, members from uh, across the island, and, and um, um, so I invite anybody who is listening to this who was interested in joining our entrepreneur community to be in touch. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. <clears throat> what is one thing, so you're relatively new to the island. Um, yeah, three and um, a half years. What to is, me, what, that seems long. But for everyone else, it's very short. (laughs) What is one thing every Vancouver Islander should do this year? Something most Islanders don't know about and don't know the value of. Um, I think everybody should just go out and explore. And I know a lot of people do. And a lot of people value our backcountry and the nature we have here. Um, But I don't think it's... I think more people need to go out and experience the backcountry Strathcona park and, and all the islands and everywhere in between to, to fall in love with it and to work hard and to keep it that way, you know, to preserve our beautiful nature and to not let it succumb to commercial logging, (laughs) you know, not to put it down, but like to, to really try to preserve it and to see the animals that are out there or, you know, avoid the cougars and wolves, but to know that they're there and that the more we crazy stuff we do out there just to make money that we're taking their home away, which is really sad. And I think we all need to go out there more to appreciate it. So we can, we can be the voice for those animals and, and the trees. And while we're doing it, wearing Panther work work, it's great right. camping equipment. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you could have a conversation with somebody who died before you were born, who would mm-hmm. that be? And what would you talk about? 
Um, that's a really interesting question because I've never actually given that much thought. I am very, very lucky to be surrounded by amazing people in my life on a daily basis. And I've never had this idol, you know, or like star crush or even growing up playing basketball so much. I never really had, you know, the Michael Jordan idol to be as great as he was, you know. Um, but I think the greatest person I've ever met is my mom. And she's the best person. Hold on. That's my doggie barking. Let's just let him out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's got such a loud bark. <laughs> um, she's the greatest person I know. And she's so positive and kind and gentle. And she is even more positive than I am. <laughs> Not in like a weird way, but in just a totally honest and generous way. And I am so lucky that she's around, even though she's in Germany. But, you know, we talk every week and it's I love talking to her. OK. Yeah. OK, thanks. Mm -hmm. um, now, food's really important to you. You said <laughs> yes. that. And uh, I'm always interested in where people eat and what they enjoy. So what's your favorite place to eat in the whole world? Well, you're going to have to travel far. Okay. <laughs> one, one is in Germany, in Bonn, where I grew up. Uh, it's called Das Treppchen. Uh-huh. A little step. Have, yeah. Yep. And they have one special item. And it's part a very traditional Rhineish item from so where I was, I'm from. And it sounds totally gross, but it's absolutely delicious. Uh -huh. It's called... Um, Himmel und Erd, so heaven and earth. Yeah, yeah. And I've, eat, I, I've eaten Himmel and Erd, eh? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. so good. So but maybe it's different, potatoes. maybe different than yours. Maybe. But... It's mashed potatoes with tiny little chunks of apple. Yeah. And yeah. the most deliciously fried onions, like uh -huh. onion, yeah. not onion rings, but no. sort of onion rings, you know, like, oh, so good. And then there's also uh, blood sausage that has all. And that's uh -huh. the part that sounds kind of gross, but it's so crunchy on the outside and it's so soft in the middle. Oh, okay. It's so good. Okay. But then there's also a second one. It's called the Ferg Burger and that's in Queenstown in New Zealand. That is probably the best burger I've ever had. Okay. Yeah. Um, Food's what, good. What, mm. what's, your, what's your favorite burger in the Comox Valley? Ooh. Um... I like the Blackfin Burger, just okay. their regular triple A burger with with extra burger sauce. Okay. Yeah. Okay, if we can't get to a bun for the um, Himmel and Eddie with the blood sausage and the onions, or can't get to to um, New Zealand, then we'll mm -hmm. um, we can have a burger at the Blackfin. That's right. But I mean, we do have lots of lots of great places to eat here, which is lovely. Yeah. Okay, the final question I've got here for you is, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and this is about, you know, thinking about what, if we had lots of reason, lots of financial resources to help local entrepreneurs, if, if someone gave you $1 million, to I support, would love that. <laughs> if someone gave you $1 million to support local entrepreneurs, what three things would you do? Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to meet all the entrepreneurs. And hear about everything they're doing 
and keep good notes. <laughs> and I would want to start with a few that I really believe in and, you know, that I can agree with and who I think are going to change the world a little bit and sit down with them and see what they really need, you know, whether it's a mentor or help with other things or just some financial aid and just figure out what they need and then be able to support them. Obviously money helps a great deal. So I can do that. <laughs> you know, if I can hire them a mentor, you know, maybe someone like Dan Spink and, um, yeah, get them that support so they can be as successful as possible with what they're doing and change the world to the better. That would be amazing. Okay. Well, it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks a lot for taking the time to uh, talk with me, Yanni. Hey, thank you very much for the invitation. It's great. Yeah. Well, and also thanks for uh, being one of our uh, We Are YQQ party volunteers. Uh, like I said, I love your energy. Thank you. And um, tell us again where we can find your uh, your business and your gear. Right. So um, on the website at pantherworkwear.ca. Um, Online on Facebook or Instagram, also under Panther Workwear. Um, you can send me an email at info at pantherworkwear.ca. You can send me a text or call me at 778-239-2751. Um, you can find someone who has my pants and you can bug them and tell them that they look great and that you need the number or you need my number, really. Um yeah, or any, I'm at the last Sunday market every last Sunday of the month at the Little Red Church in Comox here. There's a market with um, all home-based businesses, and they're usually between 20 and 30 um, pop-ups, and we all have our little corner, and there are lots of great items there too, so that's always a great way to come support local and come see me too if you just want to take you know have a feel of the pants or try them on uh without having to come to my house you know if you're more comfortable with that then i'm usually there okay and um you've got a discount for lyft members for our community so what what is that again you know i think it's 20 percent wow it's 20 percent for all lyft members on their first purchase up to 500 dollars, i think it is So there's a lot of shopping you can do with the pants, hoodies, t-shirts, and even the winter jackets. You can definitely get up there. Yeah. That's, uh, like I said, very generous. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And uh, I'll see you soon, Yanni. That sounds great, Hans. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.